Welcome to episode 35 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe, and as always, I'm joined by Wibbs. Say hello. Hello. And I'm also joined by the Drumblebum. Say hello. Hello. So, what have you guys been up to this week? Oh, man who I live with and man who I who I talk to a lot. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Shall we let the one who doesn't, the, the two, well, the one person of the three of us that doesn't live in the same house anymore uh, kind of uh, introduce this? Okay. Okay. That's you, Matt. <laughs> Okay. I'm aware I did introduce that in a really convoluted and broken English. Like, my English was so broken and convoluted there that I understand you didn't understand. <clears throat> yeah. Drama Matt, what have you been up to, dear? Um, yeah, not too much. <laughs> As always. That's fine. Um, we finished off our stint. Uh, did I mention it last time? We were house-sitting in a big giant house. You mentioned it to us, not sure if you mentioned it on the podcast. Uh, we were house-sitting for our adoptive French parents in their big giant house while they were on holiday with their various Mama cats and, and things Papa. and it was great yeah. but i didn't have a computer there um it which... it really seems like you've got no luck with oh yeah i'm gonna go do this there is no computer there <laughs> yeah i mean yeah so i haven't played any of this overwatch summer thing that's going on so oh my god it's so good yeah it's so good. i have heard you, you get that mccree skin that's the worst thing in the world and i love it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if describing the summer games as being the best thing ever is really Lucio accurate. Ball and that McCree skin I hate that I have. And it, I they, love. they literally just added in the same game mode that was in last year, but made a competitive version of it, and then added in a, a skin where McCree's not wearing a lot, which I hate and love. <laughs> <laughs> but Lucio Ball is is deceptively like the football. Nah, another, so drama so Matt. is that like two games you've been playing that are vaguely sport related then? What? No. Just... I have been getting gradually more and more irritated with it because people who play it don't understand that football positions actually are there for a purpose. Matt, I swear to fucking God. Okay, you hate football. I know. And... Uh, but if you're going to do stop it... Stop this! This is like every time we see your fucking brothers, they're going, you know, Rocket League. Let, <laughs> let me, let me, you need to play more of it. And you haven't played it since. Almost like a subconscious rebellion you're digging your heels in just so it's deliberately not football and then you're playing you're playing Lucio Ball going fucking stick to your side I'm like the fuck who is this person <laughs> no no, it's just because people are just the re- I keep go- going into games and then I'll be against a team that actually understands the basic like concept of the, the game because the matchmaking is terrible and it keeps putting like a full group of people against three randos yeah, and then like oh, the people I'll be with are just like, oh no, we don't need a, we don't need someone to stick around the goal. Like, no, no, we'll just all hang around the opposition's goal, and that's fine. Also, none of us will stick to any particular area. So... Also, the offside rule. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck the offside rule. Yeah, I have no. I'm, seeing... I, I'm piecing together what this mode is, but I actually have no idea. I assume it's football, but in Overwatch. It's it's like Rocket League. So you get three Lucios on one side, three on the other. Oh, okay. You can't like you can boop. And you can speed boost, and your ultimate, instead of healing everyone, gives you a massive speed boost. There's And there's a ball, and you've got to get it in the goals. That's, okay. that's Lucio Ball. It's a lot of fun. 
it, it is probably the closest thing to compare it to. It's, it's somewhat like Rocket League. Yeah. 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 I mean, you could compare it to football, but I mean, like, mechanically, how, how it, you know, you interact with it is yeah. very yeah. Rocket League-esque. Okay. I'm just imagining Lucio's horror as he's just, like, teleported into the stage and looks left and looks right and just sees two other versions of himself. And he's like, oh my god, am I a clone? Are you clones? Am I real? Anyway, uh, what else have you been d- not doing? Um, so <laughs> I the played, case maybe. So I haven't played any computer games, so I used the chance to catch up on a book. Like, full-on full old, full old school. I got it in a um, loot box and I did that for a little while, a while ago. Um, We're still talking about Overwatch. Yeah, I, oh, no, no, loot box is loot crate. Yeah, I know. Oh, I got so God, confused, yeah, loot crate, I was like, what? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> loot. Hang on, what, what's the one that isn't sponsoring me? <laughs> <laughs> All of them? <laughs> yeah. The dicks. Um, but you can change that email. Snipe and Webplay. <laughs> email specifically Drumblebee at Snipe and Webplay. <laughs> specifically Drumblebee. Mood um, Crate, send your emails to specifically Drumblebee at Snipe and Webplay at gmail.com. Yeah. Don't worry, we'll um, figure it out. And then I won't mention that I cancelled it because I got bored because it kind of got a bit shit. Yeah. <laughs> From yeah. what I've seen of like unboxing, it did get like. It's great, but you just end up with a load of tat. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is the thing. I don't know. Like, I I think it'd be better if you could, you know, just get it occasionally. I, mm. I just ends up with shelves full of stuff, and I was like, well, I get three quarters of the references, but some I don't, and then you just end up with a load of stuff and feeling guilty about it. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I just what I do is not get Loot Crate and then just go to, like, discount stores and then just buy the stuff from there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I, I, I think I got about six of them. Um, but anyway, the point is, I got Ready Player One. Hmm. Quite. This is probably quite a few years ago now. Um, and I haven't got around to reading it, mostly because the only books I've read since I checked this, December 2012, is uh, Game of Thrones. Ah. <laughs> it's taken me that... I got them for Christmas in 2012, and it's taken me until a week before this series started to finish them. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Because they're really good to read, and they are really w- well written, and the characters are excellent, and it's... I recommend them, but they're kind of hard going. Yeah. Like, there's just a lot going on, so you can get into it, but then as soon as you have a few days break, because, you know, whatever happens and you don't read it for a few days, it's quite intimidating to get back into, because you're like, what the shit's happening? So, long story short, I haven't read a book that isn't Game of Thrones, or a Song of Ice and Fire series book, since 2012. (laughs) And I'd forgotten how good other books can be. (laughs) <laughs> like, I don't mean that at a dig at the Game of Thrones books, because they're excellent, but like I said, they're just a bit difficult sometimes. Yeah. And it's just, Ready Player One was so easy. I read it in about two days, I think. Oh, dang. Like, you just sort of fly through it and then don't sleep overnight because you don't want to stop flying through it. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. And um, so I got prompted to read it and reminded that it existed and that I owned it, in fact, when I saw the trailer for the new film that's coming out. Oh yeah, certain... it's not something to do with Spielberg. Yeah, Spielberg's directing it. I don't know mm. if he was always going to, but he is now. Um, and he's taking because there's a few. The basically the whole book is like pop culture references, oh. in essence. Memes? Um, no, not memes. Not it's not quite. It's not that bad. It somehow manages to do it without being annoying. You see, I think that's the thing. I've been kind of put off, like. Look, looking into it because when I hear things about it, it sounds really tedious. Yeah, That's it's enough. it's really not. It's somehow I don't know how. It's like it's all in essence as a big. It's a big Easter egg chase thing, yeah, treasure hunt thing. 
Yeah. Which is quite... So you just read it and then they get the next clue and they try and work it out. And it's kind of like, ooh, I wonder how this works. So you end, that's why you end up flying through it. But it's all based around the fact that this guy had quite a big obsession with, like, he grew up in, like, the 80s. So he had he grew up playing 80s computer games and 80s TV shows and stuff. So all of the puzzles are based around things like that, which means that okay. the whole world who's trying to find this, because the prize is, like, life-changing, so the whole world who's trying to find this thing, like, 80s, it's set in, like, 2047 or something. But the whole, okay. everyone's into 80s culture because that way they'll know about how to do the puzzles. Okay. So like This honestly is just sounding like a... a kid-friendly Highlander, because they all get a big prize at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's... Yeah, like, I saw the trailer, and I was like, well, that looks a bit... It's all CGI, and it's all a bit, like, yeah. in your face. And I was like, meh, whatevs. But I was like, well, I've got the book, I'll give it a try. And actually, now I'm quite excited for the film, because it's all like, do you know anything about it? No. So, in essence, it's set, yeah, in the 2040s or something, and VR basically is excellent. And they've made, um, well, uh, one company's made this, like, it's called the Oasis. And it's like a big, I guess, I'm trying to think of something that's similar to now, in essence. Do you remember PlayStation, what was it called, Home? The one where you kind of went in and then you could go and do other things? Unfortunately, yes, I remember. It's kind of, it sounds like a good version of that, sort of. (laughs) Like, you go in and it's like a big open space where it originally started a bit as an RPG. So you can, like, you level up and you can get items and, be, and it can be either magic, fantasy-based or tech-based. But then yeah. it's expanded to the point where it's like there's worlds for everything. So there's like a World of Warcraft world within that game, which is basically... It sounds almost Second Life-ish, but yeah. not the yeah, worst. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. You go. that's probably a better example. I just kind of forgot that existed. <laughs> that's okay. I try to forget. Um, and yeah, there's like people have made planets where it's like... Westeros from Game of Thrones and people have made planets where it's Middle Earth and people have made planets where it's like Firefly and people have all like systems where it's Firefly and like people have just sort of reenacted or remade games so people can like play them but then then you get this like VR goggles but they like beam it straight onto your eyes so it like looks like it's like fully immersive and yeah and then this guy the guy who made it dies and leaves a um, easter egg somewhere within the game which wins all of his money from from making it basically. Mm. So everyone gets into what he was into, which is all 80s stuff. And that explains it. It's not the best way of explaining it, but I'm trying not to give away any spoilers or whatever. No, no, that but, sounds really interesting, actually. Yeah. To be honest, it sounds better than... Because I, I think the the thing is, is it's, a, it's one of those things that when people describe it, describe it to you vaguely because they don't want to give stuff away, quite often it just sounds kind of weirdly, yeah. like, cynical. Like, almost it is search engine optimization. <laughs> As a story, like if we mention all of these video games in the same place, then yeah. all the people will make, will buy it. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I see. You see, I, it, to me, reading it through, I was kind of a bit expecting that, but then actually, I didn't really know that much about it. So I was like, and I was reading it. It does come across as the guy who wrote it. I don't. I think it was his first book, and it definitely it comes across as he's just a fan of these things. Nothing. And it comes across as just kind of really well written fan fiction almost but not fan fiction because it's not like actually using it just mentions the thing and saying the universe that this is set in was really cool or this thing from this thing's cool but it doesn't like actually use any of it so it's not actually fan fiction it's just occasionally like the ship he flies around with round in is five is a firefly class ship because that's what he won from doing some quest somewhere and he thought it was cool so that's the ship he chooses to fly around in and oh, then okay. it doesn't really go in, in any more of it into that I don't know, I really, really enjoyed the book. I highly recommend. 
Okay. And it justifies the film because the film looked a bit like a CGI clusterfuck. But if it's all set in a virtual reality world where like the play, the normal people in it are like wizards and whatever, like it kind of makes sense that it would be CGI. So I'm like, oh, maybe it won't be too bad. Yeah, hmm. hopefully it'll be good. So yeah, also. I'm quite looking forward to it. And Spielberg, because there's some references to Spielberg films in it because they were surprisingly enough quite a big part of the 80s. He's intentionally chosen to like take out all of his references from the film because he's like that's just a that's a bit too much blown <laughs> that's, <a> <laughs> that's a bit like, <laughs> like Yeah, so say. he's taken out all of them. But I just hope they've got they're allowed to because I know in a book you can reference whatever you want basically. Really? Pretty much, you can write a book. It's not the same because you're not using like the image rights of something. You're just mentioning that that something exists. Yeah. So you you can do it. Whereas mm-hmm. if you want to show that thing in a film, you need the image rights to it, which means whoever owns it has to let you. So I don't know how it's going to work in terms of whether they'll have to cut some stuff because some people will be dicks and not let them mention that it exists or whatever. I imagine it would be one of those movies where the lawyers who track down or who get all like the rights signing off um, like things, that they, they go through all that. I imagine they just take like looking through the script with their head in their hands... <laughs> Like they've you know sleeves rolled up, their ties like like you know undone. Uh, yeah, five so five cigarettes on the go at the same time. <laughs> yeah, they're just these people are just wrecked human beings. Well, what, what worst comes to worst, all they have to do is like, oh, oh, thank you, Billy, but I'm just so tired after that game. I I think I'll have a nice refreshing can of cackle cola, <laughs> and then everyone just looks really awkward for a second, and then it just moves on. <laughs> I should write a book. Oh, Cackle Cola. Email Cackle. us at Cackle Cola. Wait, hang on. At Drumble, actually, specifically Drumblebee at SnipperWithPlay at Gmail. <laughs> I'm really angry. I can't make that a legitimate email address. You could have um, specifically Drumblebee dot SnipperWith, right? right? I, or I could literally just write the word at, but I at. want it to be yeah. the at symbol. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally going to set that up. Specifically, Drumblebee at Snap and Whip. At everyone, everyone, email him pictures of bees because bees are nice. <laughs> I'm definitely going to set that up and see what happens. <laughs> You're going to get so many dick pics, dude! <laughs> Holy fine. shit! Um, but yeah, I recommend reading it. Um, I'll bring it back. I've got there's a couple of people here who want to borrow it because I basically stayed sat on the sofa there's an outside sofa which was quite nice so i sat outside for like two days at this other house we just read this book and didn't talk to anyone so people are like oh so is it good then i was like yes no i just hate all of you so um but they should be done with it by the time i come back in october so i'll bring it back and chuck it to you guys if you want to read no thank you you'll get through it pretty quickly so Mm -hmm. Uh, the last time I read a book from cover to cover was, well, not the Witcher one, because let's be honest, let's ignore the Witcher ones. The FX9 Metal Gear novelization. <laughs> yeah. That was a good book. Honestly, I've had a similar thing with the Game of Thrones uh, stuff you had, but with um, reading through Lovecraft's, like, complete, like, uh, bibliography. Uh, okay, yep. Um, and I, 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 I'm currently still chipping away through Mountains of Madness. Okay. Well, yeah. didn't you finished the Dream Quest of Unknown Kadath and basically lost the will to live? <laughs> yeah, that's a bad one. Because okay. it's the fucking worst thing in the world. Um, but in slightly, slightly uh, brighter news, because you're talking about the you know the Ready Player One movie, 
We we went to see a movie. Ooh. We went outside. Like in we real went outside life? and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. You mentioned Second Life, so I'm starting to think you might have gone to see it in that. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is a movie that I'd already seen. Yeah. I hadn't seen it. Um, so, in the UK, there was, for one day on the 10th of August, a single showing around the country of Shin Godzilla. The latest uh, Japanese Godzilla film. And that was the day before your birthday. It was the day before my birthday. I, I treated you. Yeah. So I'm the best one. Is this? Did you mention this a while ago? And you said like it was only being shown in like Glasgow or something. Oh no, that was that was another showing. Um, that I just had like one random showing. Okay. Um, I think it was last year sometime at okay. some um, film festival. Okay, fair enough. So you didn't go to Glasgow. No, no. no. This was just just um, it was it was shown around the country at okay. various um, theaters. I think lots of the showcase ones were showing it. How was it in the cinema? Was it everything you hoped it would be? It was better. Um, thanks. I think I mentioned... Uh, cause I, talk, I won't talk too much about the movie because I did talk about it a, a few months back. I think, yeah, people are sick of hearing you talk. Well, there is that. But <laughs> it's a bit of a douche now, actually. <laughs> You've got a problem if people are sick of you guys talking. Like, Well, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the version I saw was you know on, on the internet and it was um, the airline version that got kind of leaked out there. Cut the, out all the dicks and casual the, racism. They, well, <laughs> there wasn't much of that, admittedly. <laughs> that's a, that's a, that was a big sigh. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's fed up of my shit, that's why. <laughs> I'd like to just get to my point. <laughs> well, not in the airline version, you won't. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I saw that version, and it had various bits cut out, but they weren't very expertly cut out, so you'd hear, like, hard cuts of music occasionally. No. And Goody. so seeing the full unedited version, so seeing the little scenes that it cut out added more context into a few bits and pieces. And whilst it's, I still maintain that it's, it's not the best Godzilla movie or anything, and there are definitely ones that are more entertaining... But it was the Godzilla movie that needed to be made. Because if they'd have just made another, just another Godzilla movie that wasn't doing the weird shit that it does. Because if you don't know, Shin Godzilla's fucking weird. It's pretty (laughs) fucked up. Which Uh, I think actually makes it very good. And it's mostly a critique on the Japanese government's ability to respond to crisis um, in the the Fukushima um, nuclear disaster. It's mostly a, a, a commentary on that. But using right. Godzilla. Wow. Yeah, a lot of it is kind of like spending time in like the big fancy buildings with the Prime Minister and, and discussing like should we release this statement? What should we say in this statement? This Having, has happened, yeah. how long should we leave it? A lot of it is like political kind of how do we deal with the public? Having meetings about having meetings about yeah. having meetings about dealing with Godzilla. Yeah, and <laughs> that sounds ridiculous, but it's actually incredibly engaging. Um the the main character is a guy who I actually I, I watched a TV drama uh, called My uh, uh, I'm Your Housekeeper Meter or something I can't remember it exactly, and he was the dad in that, and I rem- I, I kind of like he, he popped up on screen and, and I was like oh shit oh yeah we're in good hands like <laughs> really good actors. Um, apart from the Americans that apart we're from the Americans but then again this is the thing if you're watching a movie in a different language you can't really tell if you can't speak the language you can't really tell if the person's a bad actor 
Not like a regular bad actor. There are no, occasions no. when someone can be so bad you can tell. There's a guy yeah. in the original Rodan movie who was fucking terrible, and even though he's speaking Japanese, you can totally see how bad he is. Yeah, <laughs> but for the most part, like like the little nuances of like maybe not not perfect acting are kind yeah. of lost. So yeah, there's like a couple of like uh, American guys talking English, and it's just kind of like <laughs> they sound like video game actors from the late nineties. Yeah. <laughs> we need to do something about. Godzilla. Godzilla is a menace. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just like, alright, that's, yeah, okay. I'm glad it doesn't harp on those. And, like, they have a woman do in want, it. Do you want some mustard to go with your ham? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they have, like, a, a lady in it who, I think she's supposed to be kind of, like, well, like, one of her parents is American. Yeah. And she, like, occasionally she'll just speak English. And it does take you aback because her accent isn't particularly perfect. So you like, like they'll just start having conversations. Like, oh, so how are you today? It's like I'm fine, thank you very much. And you're like, ah, uh, okay, yeah. uh, that was that was needed to be in English. That's fine. But you don't see much of Godzilla. You see it's a lot of reactions to Godzilla, and I thought that was fantastic. It basically did the thing that the 2014 Legendary Godzilla was trying to do, except the stuff that was happening that wasn't Godzilla was actually interesting in this okay, one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, like, oh, God, the, the different Godzilla forms were pretty spoopy. I mean, I've... It's no... Uh, I, I've not made it a secret that Kamatakun fucking terrifies me. It's the creepiest, most horrible thing. Being exposed to that and, like, a 20-foot screen... Didn't help much, <laughs> if I'm honest. But it, I found it less scary because they they, t- they like because it bleeds a lot. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of, it's like kind of wiggly like wiggly wooing through the you street. You didn't see it in one of those like 4D sensory. They blow wind at you and spray with water. <laughs> they, they just start spraying me with HP sauce. Yeah, <laughs> fill the cinema like waist deep with like ketchup. Or like like warm ketchup. Yeah. <laughs> No, thankfully, no, that wasn't a thing. But like, and just seeing kind of like wiggly we were about, and then just like just see all this blood go like pour out of its gills, and you're like, oh, that makes me feel bad. I still think he's adorable. You're a fucking weirdo. But you know what? I'm gonna agree to disagree because you think I'm a freak for thinking the human alien from Resurrection is cute. Yeah, the the, the human alien from Alien Resurrection is horrifying. I think it's cute. Uh, he's he's like, mama. I think he's so cute, but. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Kamatakun is still fucking worse. I don't, I don't care what you say, but <laughs> fine. But anyway, it, it's it's still a decent movie. I yes. think I think this the uh, after Godzilla goes on because I'm just gonna you know spoil a little thing for you. Godzilla has a rampage. <gasps> no. Um, oh no! After the the um, peak of that rampage, where he does the whole atomic breath thing, and it's the coolest shit. That is actually really fucking badass. Um, after that part, I think the movie does kind of spin its wheels a little bit, and it it carries on with the bureaucracy thing, mm-hmm. but thematically, the, a lot of that should have fallen away, and I think they could, you could cut large segments out of that, and the movie would be stronger for it. But I agree, but I mean, I did. It wasn't a deal breaker for me. I still thought that was thoroughly mm-hmm. enjoyable, and like, I like have very good few tense moments after that as well. Yeah. I will say I think this movie did like communicated very well the catastrophic loss of life that would be involved with something like that. Yeah. Because yeah. like it doesn't like harp on it like, oh, oh mother 
I do. I hope we see Daddy again sometime you mean soon. Like the 19- there, there, Yugi. You'll like, be fine. Like the 1954 Godzilla literally does. It's a bit, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, I thought it was very mature with that. Like you know, you do see like a family packing and being like, "We need to evacuate," and then Godzilla's like smacks his dick on the fucking thing. <laughs> And then it just knocks it down, and obviously those people are dead, and that's it. They're gone. In my head, full-grown Godzilla's dick is just a slightly smaller version of Chromaticon. <laughs> oh, fuck off! <laughs> spewing blood everywhere, yeah? yeah. From its gills. Oh, the glands yeah. are just spewing oh. fucking viscous lust. So, to move on from No, that, Matt said it, and I'm going to make him fucking regret this. I'll just finish a thought from earlier. Okay. Uh, which is that, yeah, uh, the, the, as I said before, you know, the, the movie was... If they'd have just made, if they'd have just made another Godzilla, just another Godzilla movie, like say just um, another Godzilla two thousand or um, like a Godzilla versus um, King Ghidorah or um, Godzilla versus Mothra, the couple of, like ninety like sort of ones. If they'd have just made another movie like that, though, it I would have liked it. I don't think it would have reignited interest in the series by doing something that was kind of weird and unusual and just doesn't really fit with any of the other Godzilla movies. I think they made people more interested to see the series carry on again. Yeah. Ah. So I, even though it might not be the best Godzilla movie, it was the one needed right now. Yeah. And I mean, like, I was... I kind of went into it with no real expectations. I mean, I've seen a lot of, like, the, the silly Godzilla movies. Like, he teabags enemy monsters and, and other stupid shit like that. And I was just yeah. like, ah, oh, it's... it's it's probably going to be a bit daft or what. And then I went in and it was like really mature, really adult and very, very well portrayed. And I was like, well, bugger me with a bread knife. That's actually fantastic. So <laughs> I had, I had, a, I had a lot of fun. You like drama? Well, I, ooh, I, just, I was reacting to what you said. What, the bread knife? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I think it's just thinking of, you know, Kamatakut and how grim the fucking movie is, so I kind of had to be grim with my idioms. Yeah. Um, actually, speaking of, of the cinema, we're also going to go and see um, Terminator 2. Yes! Um, in a, what will be the 29th? 29th of August, oh. 2017. Great. 20 years after the 29th of August, 1997. Judgment Day. I am so fucking hyped for this. <laughs> it's 3D, which is fine. <laughs> but, oh my... God, I that is like, in the loosest possible sense of the word. Fine, it's fine. You know, actually, weirdly, I, I realised that though I've seen many things in in what what modern three D is because uh, I've been to like the um, theme parks in in Florida, <laughs> and they've been using that style of three D for a long time um, to do little little um, like kind of short films where they, they tend to do it where you have the like the being splashed with water and stuff yeah. at the same time. Um, so I was I was aware of the tech, so I just never bothered to actually go and watch a 3D movie at the That's cinema. Technically 4D, man. So I realised this is going to be the first one I'm actually going to go and see, which, you know, at least it's a movie that's good when it's not in 3D. So. Yeah, and it's not filmed yeah. for 3D, so it's not like, we're just going to slow-mo have someone chuck a banana at the camera or fucking whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like, tech, our, our TV is a 3D TV, we've just never used it. Yeah, yeah I'm not interested in, in 3D stuff. Yeah. I mean... If it had just been 2D, I, w- I would be very happy, and it would have been, like, a fiver cheaper. But, <laughs> whatever, you know? And, like, we've, we've got the tickets where you get the glasses as well. Okay, because... I was going to say, you need to find someone who's been and has the glasses, so you don't have to pay extra when you get there for the glasses. I've got an insider card, so I got ch- I got it cheaper anyway, no, no. so... 
but yeah, that I've kind of like I've had like a pile of birthday money that I've just not spent. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm I like Terminator Two is probably my favorite movie of all time. Oh yeah, if that's like, yeah, that's, if it's three D, if it's that favorite film ever in three D or nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't I don't care. I just I need to see that movie. On, uh, on the big screen well, I mean, because I'm, I love it so fucking much. I'm thinking how much I enjoyed seeing um, when the special editions of Star Wars came out in 1997. Like, how much I enjoyed being able to go and see these things that I never thought I'd be able to see at the cinema at the cinema. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because, like, whilst, yes, going to see stuff at the cinema is is kind of stupidly expensive. Yeah, but for... you get the, the big, pretty, huge screen and the big, fancy sound. It is a, it is an experience that is different to watching it at home. And yeah. It is yeah. it is a superior experience, generally speaking. Yeah. Especially if it's, like, a, an action thing. Like, if it's, like, a romantic comedy, I couldn't give a shit oh, where I watch off. it. But, um, yeah. But, like, yeah, a big action movie, that the cinema is so superior. Yeah. So being able to see something you never thought you'd be able to see there is great. That's one of the reasons why I went to, wanted to go to the Godzilla one, because I was like, I'm never going to get a chance to see a Japanese Godzilla movie at the cinema again, ever, probably. Yeah. So, yeah, let's just fucking do that. <laughs> yeah, so I am so fucking hyped for that. <laughs> like, I was I was quite surprised, because cause when we went to see Shin Godzilla... That, like, it was show, it was show, it was like, oh yeah, in this cinema on the 29th of August, you can see this, and I, I just fucking lost my shit. I was just like, fucking <laughs> I, started, I just turned around and started shaking Webb really fucking hard. I was like, like, pointing horridly at the screen, as if he couldn't fucking see it. It's like, this is, I'm in a dark room, and the only source of light is the screen. I'm aware, thank you. I'm like, yeah, but did you see? It's Terminator 2, that movie I like. And you're like, really, dear? I could not fucking notice. <laughs> So yeah, I'm pretty sure I bugged everyone in like a 30 foot radius of me because I just I just literally just lost my shit. <laughs> the funny thing about going, oh, the other funny thing about going to see um, see Godzilla at the cinema was hearing other people having conversations in the crowd who were all having the sort of conversations that I could be involved in, but wouldn't because of social anxiety. Yeah. Um, but them talking about like, oh yeah, so um, so what uh, what monster rights does Legendary currently hold to make well, movies? They've got Ghidorah, don't they? Uh, oh, they have Ghidorah, Mothra, yeah. and Rodan, as yeah. well as Godzilla. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but yeah, having conversations about that kind of stuff, and it's just like, oh, that's really nice to, to hear other human beings have that conversation. <laughs> it was it was really weird, but really nice. I mean, like I I did notice that in the cinema, it was deathly quiet. It's just like the moment the movie started, there was nothing. Like, no <laughs> one spoke, and I was like, "This is fine. This is good." It's like you yeah. can tell people are really wanting to watch this, and I just thought that was nice. Were they were they all your age, our age ish? Uh, there was. Well, we sat next to a couple of, I'd say, maybe fourteen year olds. Okay. Yeah, it was quite a was range like, from yeah, quite yeah. young to yeah. to being, you know, obviously older fans of Godzilla yeah, as well. Yeah, so there, there, there was a good few our age, but there were a few older and younger because on the, on the left of us was a couple of 14 year olds on the right of us were a couple of older guys yeah probably oh, about so. 40 50 something like that so in the six seats we were in we were like the complete uh, demographic range yeah <laughs> awesome but no very very enjoyable in my head it was just like four of the copies of basically you two <laughs> <laughs> just palette swaps of us <laughs> 
Oh god, that's a nightmare and a half. <laughs> um, we could actually talk about a couple of video games we played, because te- technically this podcast is about video games. Yeah, that's, but to be fair, like, life has been hectic, everyone, so sorry? Yeah, we've been we've been looking for a uh, trying to move house. Yeah, so. and that's that's really really aggressively stressful because we're trying to move we're basically to the city. Yeah. So places are going fast. We've got to get we've got to aggressively get our feet in the door, and it's just it's just fucking exhausting. So that takes that's been taking up a lot of our time. But it will be nice when we get to film in a room that doesn't have that weird off-white pink wall that's behind us in the video. <laughs> you mean it's got like about 40 years of fucking t- like nicotine stains on it? Yeah. And I keep cleaning it and they just keep coming back. It's like, I don't smoke no more. Who the fuck is breaking into my house at night and smoking at that wall? <laughs> the worst part about that wall is that it makes colour grading impossible. It's horrible. Because everything looks washed out against it. Mm. But it's horrible. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, but video um, games. Yeah. Played some Sniper Elite. For the channel, Sniper Elite 3. Yeah. V3, is, fucking we, whatever. It's just called 3. Oh, oh my god, everything The second is one was called V2 because it's referencing V2 rockets. Yeah, I know, it's clever. Um, wow, the third one clever. is just called 3. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a thing. But yeah, I completed that with a mate, and that was a lot of fun. Then we did a video on it. And we did a video well, on it. Well, I was it. bad at it. You, you were, <laughs> yes. I See, what I do is I tend to incapacitate people. And then right. that draws out their bodies, so then you kill them. It's pragmatic, mm. but I have yeah. been informed it's fucking psychopathic. <laughs> but it is a video game, so it's okay. I'm not a weirdo. Uh, I would like to take this opportunity to publicly apologise for not shooting Nazis in the balls. Yeah, we. To be fair, and on on like coming to Wib's defence here. It's quite hard to land ball shots. I did try it's when difficult. we were making the video. I tried a handful of times, and I, I couldn't find the sweet spot where the nods were were, were resting. Okay, <laughs> so I'm going to say this as someone who has significant more experience here, like not pulling mm. rank, just saying, balls are jiggly. <laughs> so, like you know, like Dead or Alive Order with boob- boobs calls. Yeah, that's how balls work in video games. That's why they're so hard to hit. So that they're moving they have, around too much. Yeah, the yeah. jiggle physics up the up the fucking ass. Or, well, that sounds very balls up the ass. Um. But so these guys are just walking around, and their nuts are just flapping around like fucking crazy. So it's really hard. Are you saying that what? behind the trousers yes. they have jiggle boned the balls just so that they they provide an accurate target? Yeah, I mean, well, that's I mean that's what balls do in real life, right? You guys walk down the street, and there's literally just like. Flapping all that. that's, okay. that's the noise it makes. Um, <laughs> that's why you guys have to. That's why there are men and women's trousers because men's like trousers have like the, the the ball slap dampening fabric, right? <laughs> yes. Let's just say yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. So yes. we can move on from this. So as so as so gentle, gentle listener. That's why Wib couldn't hit the balls. Yes. I try. I tried, but I, I didn't feel like dwelling on it for too long. Mm. Um, well, I mean, you try for the first like, you you give it. You gave it a good go because yeah. I was like, you can't get nut shots. So I got the I got the achievement really early on because I'm really good at hitting moving targets. <laughs> but you know, you're not used to the format. So the last time you played a Sniper Elite game was Sniper Elite V2, and that was a horrible yeah. video. Don't go back and watch it. It was the worst. Was I playing it? Yeah, you played it in that one. Really? Sure. Pretty sure. Yeah. I don't even remember. Yeah, because um, I, I I basically already completed it at that point. I think. 
Because sniper game, snipe, it's... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of got her. <laughs> but no. I don't yeah. So is the game good? Yes, the game, the game is a lot of fun. Um, I mean, I can't really give a proper explanation on single player because I completed it with a mate. So the storyline is hilarious. It's, it's very cute. I don't fucking care about the storyline. <laughs> I want to shoot the badman. Shoot, shoot, shoot the badman. The Can, is there also melee combat in it? Can you punch the Nazis? Because because I've heard punching Nazis is a great thing to do. It's a fantastic use of time, <laughs> but you can't punch them, really? Okay. You you have, like, a melee takedown. You can, like, like stab melee. them in the back of the so head. So you kind of grab them by the back of the head and you shove you shove your uh, your knife into the, the nice soft part under the jaw. Ooh. And kind of stuff like that. Or you stab them in the back of the head, you know, wiggle your knife around a bit. Which I guess you could say that's punching them with a knife. Okay. Knife punching. Yeah. Knife punching. You, know, you see what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, mainly you want to engage like long long range. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my biggest problem with that is the vehicles. I can't figure out. Like, my oh, mate, you've got he had to do everything. Or you have to shoot. No, you've got to shoot them. Oh, okay. Because like, there'll be like little vents, I think, where you can shoot the driver. It depends ah, okay. on the, um, depends on the, the vehicle. Yeah. But you get like big, big tanks and shit. And you get the little uh, APC kind of things. Which I can never remember the names of because I'm just bad at that stuff, but that's okay. Half so, track. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> and like, there's a there's a mission in like um, this deserty area because it's like set in Africa. Shock horror! There's a deserty area where I basically I ran to the top of the sniper's perch and I kind of flattened down. I was, I was saying to my mate, I was like, I can't really do anything about that big angry tank. Could you do it all for me? And he did, like a <laughs> trooper, because I just cannot deal with vehicles. <laughs> I just, I you just shoot the big glowy fuck like fuck me lights. Every time I do, it just doesn't do any. I don't know. It just they just they're like dogs in video games. They scare me and I want to run off. (laughs) They're terrible. But no, like you send me like they they there is there are frequent parts where they just send like waves of enemies at you. Yeah, those I'm in my element. That's perfect. But you send in a vehicle, and I'm like, mm, that's not for me. <laughs> Maybe you should try and go through the game again in single player. I'm going to, yeah. yeah. Just to kind of, because you know, multiplayer is going to fuck up the balance pretty hard. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, I do like, like games like that when they are multiplayer, and you can just play cooperatively through a campaign. I do always really like that, because yeah. sometimes that there's some games where you might not necessarily want to... Like, you might enjoy them, but you might not particularly care enough to go through like a full single player campaign but if you've got someone else with you then you can pretty much plod through most campaigns yeah I mean I think there's only one thing we didn't do where there's one I think it starts where you're being artillery shelled so you have to run through basically explosions okay and we got to literally the last hurdle and it like I can't remember oh yeah I fell off like I fell through like a glitch in a bridge oh (laughs) and then it started us at the beginning uh. Of the fucking map, and th- those those like those missions aren't short; they're quite quite arduous, quite yeah. long, which is fine for a sniper game. Um, so it spawned us at the beginning again, underneath an artillery shell. Oh. So the moment we respawned, I got incapacitated because I got fucking exploded. <laughs> and like he was like he was just like, mate, do you want to maybe not do this? And I'm like, yeah, let's just not fucking do this. I mean, if you're playing these things in single player, you can save scum in Sniper. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't want to. Because, I mean, unless it was that mission, because fuck off. (laughs) But otherwise, I'm like, yeah, I'll be fine. And I guess now you'll have to be looking out for whenever Sniper Elite 4 is cheap. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've, I've heard yeah. that's fantastic. Or, like, apparently there's a there's a big problem with Sniper Elite 3 where 
you have like glass ankles. So you drop like two feet and the guy's like, Ugh, my pancreas! And just <laughs> fucking can't deal with it. But in Sniper Elite 4, you can fall way further. Oh, yeah. Hang on, so three isn't the new one? No, four is. Oh, I, I knew there was a new one. And I, the last <laughs> one I played was two. So I just presumed that three was the new one. Yeah, no. Sniper Elite 3 is from about three years ago. Oh yeah. shit, I completely missed that. Yeah. So I really enjoyed the there. second one when I played that. second one was good. I mean, I'd say, like, three versus two, three is definitely better. Okay. That's really, really kind of perfected a lot of the things and the mechanics, and I, I just I think it's a lot more comfortable to play. Ah, yeah. Cool, I'd, yeah, I have to keep an eye out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was on sale a little while ago, but, I mean, Steam. Yeah. It'll be on sale again soon. Yeah. Um, oh, played some Free Blade. Oh yeah, yeah. Now this is the this is the thing where people might might think that maybe I'm overreacting because from what I've heard, Free Blade because it was originally a mobile game, Warhammer 40k yeah. game for people who might not know. I, I, I if I can give some opinions on the mobile game in a second because I've actually played. Yeah, it. yeah. Uh, I have not played the mobile game. So I've I've just played the PC port, which drove me fucking nuts. <laughs> Legitimately, I I really do not like that game. I mean, as a mobile game, I honestly couldn't tell you because I hate the mobile kind of free to wait mm. kind of thing. Because oh yeah, you can craft this, but it'll take you this long. Or yeah, you can you can do this every twelve hours. And I'm like, I don't think that's okay. But mm. yeah, and um, for people who who aren't aware or might not have seen the video we did, um, Free Blade is a free-to-play, what could probably be best described as a third-person rail shooter. I'd say that's fair. Uh, where you play as an Imperial Knight in the Warhammer 40,000 universe, and you just blow shit up. Yeah. Um, and you, the missions only last a couple of minutes, and you get like an Angry Birds-style three-star rating at the end of them. Because <laughs> mobile game. Because it's a mobile <laughs> game, originally. And, yeah, the, cause they, they made a PC port, and it's only... As far as I'm aware, I don't think it's on any other platform than the Windows Store. Which, in and of itself, drove me fucking bananas. Oh yeah, that's a pain in the ass. That made me cranky. Because the way it's... If I remember rightly, it's something weird, like... There isn't, like, a defined executable in the programs you download through that. So there's nothing for most recording software to latch into. So So, we had to start recording the desktop and then boot it up. Yeah, if, like, you can record it with something like Shadowplay because you just start the recording of your desktop before you boot it up and then it'll work. But if you try and record it with something like Fraps or OBS, it just freaks the fuck out. Or it either won't do anything or will record at such a terrible frame rate that it's unusable. Well, that being said, I don't blame Freeblade that much for that, because this is the Windows 10... Oh yeah, that's, that's not shit, good Freeblade. That's, it's dreadful. Yeah, that's just the, the overall um, system that it's using. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the version of it, that you, the, the port, has been ported properly, so it doesn't like have that dumb bullshit where it'll sit there and say, oh, tap to begin. Because yeah. like, I've seen quite a few ports like Which that. Which is, to be fair, that's already above most mobile ports. Yeah, so it has been properly ported, but the problem is it is, because it's been designed for mobile devices, it's so basic. It's point at the things and shoot them till they're dead. Well, I mean, to be fair, you could describe, like, <laughs> FPSs like that. Yeah, so I mean, Sniper, Sniper Elite 3 is technically pointed that's, at the things. That's kind yeah. of, yeah... Until but, their testicles explode. Yeah, if if you can hit the jiggly things. But the difference is, is that yeah. you at least have this manoeuvring and tactics involved yeah. there. Whereas this is more just a case of, I mean, you do. You, I guess the swapping out of what weapons to use and to manage your cooldowns of those weapons—that's the actual tactics of it. But 
it's largely just press the button, press the screen, and the bad men until the bad men go away. You know. Yeah. At least like um, rail shooters, you know, a lot of them used to be. You know, you'd have a light gun. There's there's an abstraction there yeah. to add the challenge. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you're just literally, you know, pressing or clicking on the screen, it's not really there. But of course, on mobile devices, it's not so bad because. Um, you know, I'm going to say a, a shocking thing that may be controversial. Okay. Uh, mo- mobile gaming is a cesspool of shit. <laughs> oh no! How could you say <laughs> such a controversial opinion on our gaming quote unquote podcast? Yeah, there are good good mobile video games, but all of the ones that try and be more elaborate end up hitting the the basically the same kind of things of going. These touchscreen controls do not work. You need real buttons, which is why you can get like peripherals mm. to add I buttons lo- to phones. That makes me that makes me laugh. It's like, yeah, yeah. I like my phone games because of their portable convenience. Also, let me unwrap my fucking controller. Yeah, plug it in on the fucking track. No, mate, that's no, stop it. <laughs> like so a lot of it looks like the the phones are quite little powerful things, so they can run quite elaborate games. And yeah, if they just had a yeah, better control like scheme, the ten minutes the battery yeah. lasts. I mean, like strategy games and things, those can work because it's not about like yeah. feed, you know, getting like um, feeling like feedback of pressing buttons and things. But... I did play the uh, the Sonic because Sonic a uh, bunch of Sonic games on the. Uh... Oh yeah, well they port free to play. Yeah, um, you have to like watch an advert in between like every level, but the yeah. controls on that kind of suck. Yeah, yeah. You, you want feedback of want... physical controls. Yeah, and it's, uh... if I go out, I'll buy. <laughs> it was yeah, that was horrible. But um, yeah, Freeblade doesn't really suffer so much like because they just made it so simple that it's fine. And like playing the mobile version, it does work a lot better because the 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 really basic gameplay is fine. It sort of fits in more on a it's, mobile it's, device. It's very simple. Um, but yeah, the microtransactions are kind of bullshit. They're just everywhere. If I had to use a word, I would say egregious. Yeah, because I think the best micro microtransactions on um, free-to-play games are what I would kind of refer to as where you discover the microtransactions organically. So say like something like, say, Warframe. Um, which is a good free to play game. It's a very good free to play game. Um, where you you beat a lot, you know, so you beat a load of things before you even, re- you know, before you even think about giving money to them. And at certain at a certain point, you'll just go, mm, okay. So I've built like however many warframes you can have by default. I, I think it's remember. three, but I might be I might be misremembering. And then you want to get a new one, and you're like, okay, so how do I do that? And then you go, okay, how do I do? I've been given all this stuff, but how do I do it? And then you kind of look through and find out how to get it and then you go okay so I have to buy another slot and it's like okay like it's still microtransactions still feel shitty but I feel that's but the thing is like I don't begrudge giving my money to the devs of Warframe because they've made a very solid game there very crazy details in there like with the crafting system and all that kind of stuff that's that's nuts but I think they've earned my money yeah, exactly. Very much like like they've obviously put a lot of effort in to make it a good game first, and then basically it feels like they've got a little thing in the corner that you can see, like you can go to. That's like basically their tip jar. Yeah, that's, well, that's how that, it feels. That's what, I, that's what I'm talking about. Is is that you you play it and then you you've had your good experience with the game, and then suddenly you're, you're like, okay, this is. I want to do more with the game now. I need now. I need to pay some. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Whereas something like Freeblade is the exact opposite of that. 
where after you've played the introductory mission, it's just, oh, do you know you can spend money on this? You should you spend money on this? this. Hey, here's the store. Oh, hey, we're going to lead you through tutorials of things that normally you wouldn't be doing because you'd have to buy things in order to do it or get premium currency. Or, oh, you've beaten the, fir- the first uh, few missions. Oh, here's lots of full screen adverts for things you can buy in <laughs> this game. Yeah. I'm not a fan. That sounds great. Th- yeah. yeah, it's like that's EA levels of kind of f- like whoring out the shop. And of course, what happened in the, the video um, was a particularly bad example of why it feels worse. So um, we got to a point where uh, we had to go through a tutorial to when you had to build something with its bullshit currency. Because you, you know, there's, there's fun box and then there's premium currency. Yeah, you know, you have yeah. you, you have your currency that you get, and it's just the the crap currency that you get loads of, and then there's the premium currency. Well, we had something where we had to use the the crappier, smaller currency, but we didn't know that we were going into that tutorial right then. Like I, I played through it on mobile, so I knew that tutorial existed, but I didn't really think about it because I didn't know when it happened. I, I, I didn't commit too much of the game to memory, you know? <laughs> and so you, you'd you spent, spent, spent your money, money on... I spent money on some, like, like just like a cosmetic. Yeah, it was some, I think it was a colour. It was like a, a colour. Like, well, it was, it was a trim. I spent money yeah. on a trim. Because there's very little paint options to begin with. Yeah, so anything to kind of not just be grey or yeah. green. And so when it got to the tutorial... We didn't have enough of that currency to do. Now, that's not a big deal because you can just go back and replay missions at any time and get more of that. So, no big deal. But the problem is because it was like a lockdown tutorial, you couldn't back out of the tutorial. You couldn't click any other button to, like, say, I want to replay an old mission. The only thing you could do was either quit the game or buy currency. Which it didn't tell you. There was... There was, like, just enough or best value. Those were the only two things, and it didn't tell you how many, like, weird bits of currency you got. Oh, yeah, it just told you the price of it them. Just it didn't you tell price. you how much you got. Yeah, it didn't tell you how much you got. But the thing, but it was, that, that's sort of the bullshit thing, of that in that instance, nothing worked except allowing you to bypass this broken thing by paying the money. And yeah. that's really bullshit. Now, if you just quit out the game, then you can go and do another mission yeah. and get currency, which is what we did. But then we went into it. What's supposed to happen is, is because it's a tutorial one, and it's one of those games where you've got to wait for several minutes for anything to happen. What it wanted you to do was you'd pay the pay the currency, and then it'd say, "Oh, you can just you can skip the wait for free for this time because it's the tutorial one." But I think because we had to back out of it halfway because of it not communicating what it wants. Yeah. It meant that we had to wait, so we literally had to wait there for two and a half minutes with nothing <laughs> happening. Yep. That really did not do well to endear itself to me. No. Funny thing, in that instance, we couldn't have even paid money because what you can do to skip that is pay one premium currency. We had ten premium currency, but because it was such a lockdown tutorial, we couldn't, we couldn't even skip it. <laughs> could not even skip it. Like, we couldn't even do the thing that they would want us to do. No. So, yeah. So, I mean, I'm just... I'm very anti-microtransactions anyway, and I appreciate that, like... Mobile gaming is a different kind of beast to PC gaming. It has to be. Of course it is. Oh, yeah. People people do not like the concept of having to buy a game on no, mobile. No. It's all, so that's and, why everything's and, full and of microtransactions. That's why everything's microtransactions. It's like I even uninstalled so many games. I remember I, I installed one game on my phone, which was like... Um, it, like it came up like after the tutorial or something with... Oh, rate it five stars or... 
like I think or well, like buy something from the shop. I can't remember, but it, it basically wouldn't let me do anything until I clicked rate five stars. <laughs> so I was like, guess who's uninstalling? Yeah. The amount of times I've just uninstalled games for that egregious bullshit. Yeah. It's just Ooh, that's really bullshit. Yeah, I was just like, mm, no. I wish I could remember what it was. Shit, I can't remember, but yeah. So yeah, Freeblade has a lot of the do nots. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if the, the, it constantly badgering you for microtransactions doesn't bother you, and you're playing it on mobile, it's an it's, okay time it, waster. I can imagine it'd be it'd be quite fun because like the levels last like nearly a minute, and like they have like fucking three checkpoints in it. Yeah, and it's it's so it's it's definitely for like di- like on the move kind of game. So yeah, just but, yeah. maybe don't maybe consider not giving the money to positively reinforce that kind of abhorrent behaviour. Yeah, and to sit down and play it at a PC is just a bit weird. Oh, it's, it's not got the depth to... I don't know why they put it on the PC. It's, that's not... No, that's the worst. Did they just want to put it on Windows phones for all the four people who still have those? And that, that's all part of the universal Windows thing. Oh, shit. Is that, why, yeah. is that why they did it, maybe? But, I mean, it was specifically made to work with PC, so it was like, you know, it was, it was ported to work with the mouse and keyboard. So you'll see, yeah. like, a mouse. Because, yeah, Cause, yeah that, was, that was my initial thought when I saw it, was, is this just here so it'll work on, like, Windows tablets and things? Yeah. Um, but no, no, it was <laughs> it was properly ported to work with a desktop machine with mouse and keyboard, okay. so... Mm. I'd say, yeah, I'd stay, stay the fuck away from it, I would recommend, yeah. on PC, but... On the mobile, you might have you might have some fun with it again if yeah. if constantly begging for your money <laughs> doesn't bug you. It is an interesting thing where some games um, just don't work. Like even though physically, they, like there's nothing stopping it from being on another another system. The moment you do, it just loses something, mm-hmm. or alternately gains something. Like like say for example, if you take take any um, strategy game, cause, you know they. They used to put strategy games on things like consoles, mm-hmm. which they don't really do very often anymore. Because they were horrible to yeah. play. Um, we're talking like um, RTS type strategy games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like those don't really work very well unless you've got like a mouse and, and keyboard kind of setup because they just work really well with that. But you oh. put them on a console and suddenly they just feel really bad. But the game itself is no different. It's the same game, just it's the context in which you are receiving. Yeah. Also, that's also the sort of game where, yes, yeah, sitting at a computer like for many hours sort of feels natural, whereas yeah. sitting at a console and playing those things for several hours just doesn't really feel the same. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so Freeblade, it's uh, it's, it's it's definitely o- a program you can download. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, but with many caveats. Yeah. And most of them involve not playing the version we did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, apart from that, there is the whole uh, Dungeons and Dragons thing. Oh, the Dungeons and the Dragons. Yes, we've we've had a game. Yes, after a bit of a bit of a wait. A bit of a wait. Yeah, I've been clawing the wall. Seriously, like, I I am starting to worry that playing like every weekend would still not be enough for me. <laughs> That's worrying. You just want to live the character. I just yeah. don't, I, I just don't want to be myself. Oh, it's a bit real. That's yeah. yeah. A little sorry, bit real. sorry, my humor's gotten really fucking dark for that moment. I apologize. <laughs> Well, no, it's it's fun, and especially considering I have crippling mental health problems, which, again, that's okay. Yes, it's horrible, yeah. and it's not very nice, but no shame. It's just fun to have someone else's problems to deal with, because it is a novelty. <laughs> <laughs> so no, so pretending to be Nathan for, like, four hours a week is, is a holiday from myself. <laughs> Into someone else's neuro- neurological mm. bullshit. So, um... 
So, Matthew, would you like to introduce what uh, what happened, like the setup for for the adventure that we had? It was last weekend, I believe. Yes, you're the DM. Yeah, you got to go. Dude. See if I can remember what we did. <laughs> I struggled enough to remember because I prepped it for when we were meant to be doing the session, like a month previously, and then it mm-hmm. kept getting moved. And then I got to the day, and I was like, "Well, I've already prepped. I don't need to do anything, right?" And I was like, "Oh <laughs> God, what's happening?" <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, it went surprisingly smoothly considering. Took a little while to get into it for me. It was a bit of a weird I one. I sat was... there just being like, "Is this enough to make them interesting? Have I done enough?" And I was like, "I'm sure they, I'm sure they're having fun." But I was like, "Ah, I don't think I've done enough." <laughs> I, I, no, we were having fun. I think it was just hard to readjust. Yeah, because it had been so long since we played, so it was hard to ease back into yeah. it. But once we did, it was enlightening. In- oh yes, yes, yes. yes. See, I re- I remember that. Yeah. So um, I wrote down like a report afterwards. Yeah. Because I like doing that. I'm a massive nerd. Like, today in D and D, Nathan drank a lot and then called the dwarf an idiot. Ooh, it was interesting, and that never happens every fucking time we play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, the the general thing was that we we were trying to get a book that our um, our wizard um, wanted. It's like part of her arc. Yeah, like, like her, her, her like main motivation is to find she, this book. Yeah, she hasn't really said anything to us about it, but she, apart from the fact that she really wants this book, this book is the ultimate. This is the new hotness. <laughs> yeah, and we'd been told that it was at a local library, so we go to the library and um, there's there's all there's the, all the guard outside, and, and there's the guy who's like owns a library just freaking the fuck out at the the member of the mm-hmm. guard there who just. Could not give more. Could not give less of a shit <laughs> if someone fucking paid him. Honestly, who's oh, I'm trying to say because wasn't his name like Symes or something? Oh, yeah, yeah. He didn't have a name until he asked what his name was. So, <laughs> was was that in any way based on uh, Samuel Vimes? Um, possibly. If you think I'm clever for doing that, yes, yes, it was. Okay, that, wow, that was really yeah. clever drama, Matt. <laughs> Because he's like the commander of the watch in the Discord books. Yeah, and then we went and saw like you know, Sergeant Blarett. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it was from my list of names at the back of my prep book thing that I've got. Yeah, uh, fair enough. Uh, well, Sorry. yes, it ended, it ended up being oddly similar to some, uh, to, yeah, something from the Discord. Yeah, which was fun. Oh, great. Okay, no, that was completely unintentional. Wow, yeah. nice one, DM. But I'm glad. But yeah, so the book had been stolen that yes. we were after. Um, and we were told that there was they'd caught one of the people that had stolen it. Now, they'd gotten away, but this one was left behind. It was like a kid. So we ask if we can go and talk to him to try and find out some information so we can maybe try and find out where the book has gone. And so because we... it's like a petty theft of a book no one gives a shit about, they're like, okay, yeah, yeah. sure. So <laughs> we go there and we're trying to work out, like, we're going to do good cop, bad cop, but we didn't want to, like, all go in at I once. I got cause... to be the bad cop. <laughs> so we didn't want to go in all at once because, like, four people, that's, like, good, good, bad, bad cop. And I think that would be a bit overwhelming. <laughs> good, very good, bad, very bad cop. <laughs> Yeah, to be fair, that would have been hilarious, <laughs> but maybe it wouldn't have yielded. You see, the morality else. of cops is a spectrum. Yes. Um, so there's like chaotic good cop, <laughs> lawful evil cop. But we were going to go in in groups of two. Yeah. So fair. we went. We would, we decided to go in in groups of two. So if one of us had of uh, so like if the first lot like strike out, then the second lot can go in and maybe amp it up a bit. Yeah. Now the first group to go in was um, Sora, the wizard, and Snipes' character, Nathan, um, go in uh, to do their good cop, bad cop routine. I'm the bad cop. Yes, Nathan was going to be the bad cop. <laughs> um, 
so, so he was gonna be. There's a good reason for that. So he goes in and and he's he's flexing. He's kind of like leaning on his. He puts his foot on the bed and he leans on it and he glares at the guy because he's just a fucking idiot. He's he's like a 18 year old. So he's like relatively young and yeah. seems very. Um, oh, he's he's st- he's staring a hole in the floor because he's like super nervous and just feeling really bad about himself and stuff. Yeah. And so Nathan's trying to trying to be intimidating and <laughs> not doing a very not good really job. doing a particularly good job. Like not like I have like, I have proficiency in intimidation and I I'm always fucking it up. But then then Sora, who was being the good cop, mm. like sits down next to him. She puts her hand on his shoulder and she's speaking very softly. She's like, you know, um, you're in trouble, aren't you? You're in tr- you're you're in trouble. Um, I I understand, but you've got to realize that this. This lifestyle you're leading is only going to lead to lead to upset, and it's going to end with you at the end of a rope. And like, doesn't the, the kid at this point? He kind of like looks up at her, and he sees this dragon ball, <laughs> and he's never seen a dragon ball before, and he freaks the fuck out because she's basically going, "You're going to die horribly, <laughs> choking, gasping for breath." You'll probably, like, dig a few of your fingernails into your throat trying to remove the raspy neck, like, the raspy bit of rope from your neck. You don't want that. And she's trying to be fucking comforting. Yeah, she's trying to be comforting and explaining that his choices are going to lead to a bad place, so he should do better. But all she was doing was (laughs) describing how he was going to die. Yeah, and then, So it just came across as just threatening. So Nathan was like, I've gotta, I've gotta be, like, I've got to help and the only way I know how which is not very well so he leans over and goes hey Sora have you been fed today oh, before this actually yeah because just before you jumped in I was got Sarah to do a um, to see if that if what she originally said worked mm. and I was like make an intimidation role and she's like you mean perception right I was like no 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 intimidation <laughs> <laughs> no intimidation we were terrifying <laughs> she was like Oh, okay. <laughs> like she didn't realise she was being so threatening <laughs> yeah, to yeah. this young man. This young man. Like. Yeah, who's sitting there going, "I'm sitting next to a literal monster." <laughs> so yeah, carry on. You you jump in. Yeah, like then I, I lean over and I'm like, "Have you been? F- have you fed today?" Basically, making out like we're gonna feed you to the dragonborn unless you give us the information we want. And he's visibly distressed. Like, he's he's freaking out. He's stuck between a fucking idiot and a terrifying dragon lady who's talking in graphic detail about how he's going to die. And then our rogue, she kicks in the cell door, walks in, stares to, like, direct eye contact, locks eye, eyes with this boy, and goes, hey, I actually wrote this down. <laughs> Give me a second. I need to read this out. It does need to be read verbatim. Yes. <laughs> So our rogue kicks in the door, locks eyes with this this young boy, and goes, A dragonborn can devour a fully grown adult whole, given adequate lubrication. <laughs> she says that. But this kid fucking shits. He literally shits himself. Like, I think Ash must have done fantastically on his role or something. Because, yeah, the kid just fucking... His bowels... Are evacuated? Yes. And then he basically leaps at Nathan and just starts, like, sobbing. (laughs) And Nathan is sat there with this sobbing little boy in his arms being like, I was supposed to be the bad cop. (laughs) And yet you're the shoulder that he cries (laughs) He's, like, gripping onto me so hard, like, "Ah, I'll talk. And then 
what was it, Drama Matt? What were the exact words you said? I think it was he he between his tears, he starts at the very beginning from as early back as he remember he can remember and tells us every bad thing he has ever done in his life. <laughs> like every fucking thing. And we're just like, oh no. <laughs> You see, I spent the entire. I was entire, expecting a hardened criminal. I spent this entire like encounter standing in the hallway, just <laughs> witnessing what was happening. <laughs> like, just like you know, I'm glad I didn't go in there. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I like once. Once everyone had, because I was like, oh, Sora, doesn't Talus have a big bag of meat outside? Basically, get her the fuck. Out. Just go away. He's. <laughs> The kid's fucking terrified, and so she's like, Sora's like, ah, oh, yes, the the meat, I hope it's bloody, and then she just kind of leaves awkwardly, <laughs> kind of be reeling from the fact that she's she was more intimidating while she was trying to be nice than yeah. I was. <laughs> so that that was... Uh, yeah, that's, that's when I went in, and I actually used my, uh, like, um, decanter of endless water to do something useful to give the young man a drink. Okay. Which kind of made you shit yourself a little bit, because you, you assumed that I was going to douse you in water, because that's what normally happens when yeah, I get Yeah, every here. time you get that thing out, you fucking, you hurt Nathan with it, so like, it's like, oh yeah, I walk in and I get out my decanter of endless water, and I'm like, fucking what? <laughs> now? You're gonna do this now in front of the kid? <laughs> and you're like, Calm the fuck down. I pour him. I'm, I'm incredibly uncomfortable at this point, thinking he's just going to just <laughs> fire hydrant me into the corner. <laughs> but long story short, um, we get information from the kid that says, you know, you got to go. There's this this church on the outskirts of town. That's it's full of the, um, the badmans. Full, full, full of the this this like gang that I've got involved in. They're they're bad. They're bad people. I just you know. That's a name we've heard before. Yeah, he I just so. he, yeah he just didn't really have anywhere else to go, and he kind of just got in with a bad crowd. And so we're like, okay, so if we go to this place, then that's probably where the book is. And there's also some description of some weird things in the basement, like weird creatures that he's scared of. So. But we we haven't got that far in the adventure. Um, mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, so tomorrow morning we'll go out and do that. So, so we head out to this church on the next day. Oh, well, there, there is, there is the, the tiny little thing where, because um, my my character though he is a barbarian, I effectively <laughs> role play him as a bard. So, I, so because it had been a while since we'd done so, um, and you know we we're stopping over the night, I decided to play a bit of a gig. Except my character was a little drunk at the time. <laughs> um. So I get up and try and play a song, which I I think the one that I, I, I said I was singing was Hungry Like the Dire Wolf. Something stupid like that, I yes. think that was the song I said. <laughs> um, but I played it so atrociously badly. You rolled like a two. I rolled a two on a performance roll, so I did terribly. And then when I went and sat down, Snipe's character, Nathan, was, was ribbing me about my terrible performance, which, you know, I was like, no, no, that's, that's fine. That was a bad one. <laughs> Um, but it was like, but like, you can do any better. And I was like, I'll give it a go. <laughs> so Drunken Nathan gets up and he starts singing, Hast thou fallen in, ever fallen in love with someone thou shouldn't have? Which is a reference to a song Wib played like in one of the first couple of adventures. Because yeah. he's got a big list of like, ancient kind of like punk songs that he's basically... <laughs> I just, yeah. I... yeah. <laughs> so I stole one of those. I rolled like a 16 <laughs> and did really fucking well. With penalties, yeah. might I add, and then uh, and then you got me to like roll a dex roll, so I, I was able to on muscle memory alone 
be able to join in despite <laughs> being a little worse for wear. Yeah. And so we had we had our own little little duet. <laughs> if you could call it that. <laughs> the rogue's also been like she's put in an order for a fucking acc- like an accordion at a music shop in town. Yeah, I reckon we can be like give it give it a little while and I reckon we can get a traveling band going. We need to give we need to get Sora like a triangle. So, <laughs> ting, something <laughs> Because, you know, Nathan's obviously vocals. She can, she can make the, like, pyrotechnics. Yeah, yeah. That's, she's just going to accidentally spray the audience with acid. <laughs> yeah, that is what she likes to do, actually. <laughs> She'll, yeah. Well, our rogue's a bit obsessed they with acid as well. Yeah, he's dang- like, he's like, I could attack with my knives or swords and get, like, all my sneak attack bonuses, or I could make an objectively worse attack with acid. <laughs> yeah. He's like, <laughs> okay, I could do that, but I want to hurt people with acid. Like, <laughs> yeah. dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That and Sora keeps just trying to like barbecue all of us. Yeah. Mm. So she'll be at the back behind all of us and goes, I cast like, I can't remember what it is, but basically like a flamethrower, like a breath <laughs> yeah. weapon she has. She's like, I want to cast flamethrower, whatever the fuck it's called. And we, we, we all turn around like, could you maybe not? <laughs> <laughs> and there's a, a solution quite often to that. It's amazing because it's not, let's not do this. It's let's go and stand right next to the big guy with a big axe. <laughs> they're doing his face. <laughs> they're just doing it straight in his face. I'm like, yeah, it's brave. It's like even as like as as bad I am. Like when I cast Shatter, I like before the fight. I'm like when I tell you to fucking drop, drop down, cover your ears, and then I'll get in and then I'll fucking scream and explode everything after I give the signal. But Sora's yeah. just like, "Hey everyone, <laughs> like, uh, dude, <laughs> so, <laughs> could you um, fucking not?" <laughs> so we had an, so uh, yeah so yeah so after after we had our, our performance that night we we pass out of the so bar. so yeah we, we we the next morning we head on out and we find this like old abandoned church where this this evil organization is supposed to be holding out and we kind of have a look around it there seems to be no sign of life we uh, we kind of like we we kind of think okay so we we heard from the description that there's a lot of people there but they're also recruiting people. So maybe we can just like knock, on, like literally just knock on the door and say oh, we're interested in joining your organization, and then we can get a bit of a, a bit of get, get a bit of a tour. Maybe get a, take take home a brochure, <laughs> yeah. see what kind of like benefits I've got. Have, dental. Have a bit of a look around. There was a logic to it. <laughs> it was the only real kind of idea we had. It was like, um, oh, fuck it. We're just going. We're probably going to end up killing everyone anyway. <laughs> so we knock on we knock on the door and uh, and we don't hear anything, and we're like, okay. Then Snipe chooses to knock really loudly on the door, and I think was it you shouted something like, "Like, can you open up? I really need to use the privy." Yeah, that was one of them. To which actually, which made one of the people inside actually pull back the little go. Like, what like, the, f- like, the fuck is out there? Yeah, the, the little hat like <laughs> in the door, and like go what? Yeah. So he was kind of like, "Fuck are you?" It's like, "Hi." Because like I was basically like my character was in the mindset of we act we act really stupid, then we won't look like a threat. So he was like, "Hi, can we join your secret clubhouse?" <laughs> and he was like, "Uh, hang on." And then he opened the door for us and was like, "Come in." <laughs> Obviously, something is up. Yeah. <laughs> so we go in, and Nathan's like, "Hi, can we join now?" And then he shuts the door and he's basically like, "Hey, boys." Come fuck this shit up, and we're like fresh meat boys. Yeah, and we're like, mate. So Sora, she literally just kind of like blows a hole in the guy, immediately killing him. (laughs) She's just like (laughs) dead. He's fucking. He's gone before he hits the ground. She is fucking fearsome. (laughs) And we're like, shit. And there's like six other guys, including the captain. There's like four of us. And you know, your character doesn't like hitting. Doesn't actually. Yeah. So there's like. 
there's like a bunch of just regular guys. I think that they were just bandits, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, like, don't, don't don't get meta and deep. No, I mean like, like you know from from what they actually were, it was just bandits. Mm. Um, so yeah, we were dealing with the individual ones, but there was a big one, like a bandit chief or a big bald man. And so I was like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking have him. Yeah. Um, so I, I I run at him. I I throw my hand axes at him, um, which <laughs> so far have got a, a an absolutely zero hit ratio. <laughs> yeah. You've not um, hit a damn thing. I have not hit a damn thing with them yet. Um, I should probably use those javelins that I've got that I always forget I have. You've got them in like your back pocket. Yeah, because jav- the hand axes don't have much range. So you're pretty much always at long range with them. Yeah, but like, I'm a dwarf. But it's cooler. Yeah. Like, it, if you were told you can throw a javelin or a hand axe, what are you going to do? Yeah, you know? hand axe. Yeah, what, what if you kind of like tie them to the end of your javelins? Hey, hey that's yeah, that's a thought. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. You're making so, cowboys. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so whilst everyone else is busy blowing holes in, shooting, or throwing knives at the rest of the guys, throwing kind of... acid, I think you mean. Well, yeah, throwing Taris acid. fucking hates stabbing people and and like getting attacks of opportunity. She's all about yeah. the acid throwing. Um, is at the back trying to kill us all. <laughs> so <laughs> I I go into combat with this this chief um this chief like Captain. bandit chief guy and. He was he was quite tough. He did like he had like three attacks. Like so what he was had, it? Like, two two like main hand attacks and then a dagger. Yeah. And it was that was that was fucking stupid and I hate him. I'm glad. Well, he's what dead. was it? I, I think like, my character has like forty six HP. Yes. Um, and by the by the time I'd got to him because I'd been shot with an arrow, and I think that took like I think that took like seven HP off me. But then another like. 18 HP was taken the moment I got into combat with yeah. a guy and he just wailed Yeah, this me. guy was pretty fierce, honestly. And there was like, because it was, it was a big church we were kind of fighting in and like there was like, the other five guys were quite a way away. Yeah. So they were probably about 60 feet away because I could just about hit them with a couple of my abilities. But they were fucking because I was like right behind you, I think? Yeah. yeah I was behind you. And you were engaged in direct combat. And then Talos got behind him, and it was like me just trying desperately to murder everyone who was far away. Because yeah, they were firing arrows into yeah. combat. Which, well, that wasn't going very well for us. Yeah, so what what did one of them do when he uh, fired it into <laughs> combat, Matt? So, yeah, he, he the captain guy was rolling re- really well. The um, bandits he were rolling... He crit Johnny. Yeah, he, they, they, I think he got a crit off on you, which is why he took so much damage off you. Yeah. In one of his hits, and he hit with a lot of his attacks. The, the rest of the bandits did weren't rolling so well. Um, he's shooting into combat and rolling like multiple critical like fails, like ones and things, <laughs> which isn't really a thing. It's always a miss, but I don't think it's like, it doesn't necessarily mean something bad happens. But I mean, sometimes if you keep rolling so badly, <laughs> yeah, you have to kind of role play what's going <laughs> off there, really. Mm. Yeah. So, so what did that poor little shooter like? Do. He shot his boss in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because he was trying to shoot Talis, but Talis is quite small. You know, he's yeah. quite slender. She's she's quite she, she's she's quite agile, so she's moving about. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. He's not. Right he's the just standing there wailing at you with a giant axe or whatever he's got. So I, I use this to my advantage because I, I I use dissonant whispers on the guy, which is a warlock ability where you kind of like invade someone's mind and kind of just harass them and freak them the fuck out and it hurts their brain or whatever I decided that because we made a bunch of jokes going oh yeah no employee of the month for you 
So I was like, I my whispers in his brain as I'm shouting in his mind is all those hours you spent scrubbing boots and sucking up and seeing this guy as a father figure and wanting employee of the month, they're out the fucking window. <laughs> you have no one anymore. You have nothing. So the guy runs away. <laughs> you see, now this is interesting because I, I, I inadvertently was metagaming a bit here. Because I'd worked out what HP these guys had. Because I, mean, I don't offhand know. Because um, I, I didn't know that they were, ba- they were just bandits. Offhand, it's only after the game that you told us what they were. Yeah. Um, but I'd worked out that they had either 11 or 12 HP because the, the first shot that killed killed one... Well, no, like, I whoops, killed two one. with Shatter. Yeah, yeah, you did. You, you, you murdered two of them with Shatter. I got 17 but, damage on that, I think. But the no, first one that was killed was killed with 12 damage. So I knew that they didn't have more, that, that 12 was the absolute maximum they had. And with Dissonant Whispers, I did, like, 10? You did 10 damage. So I knew that they had either 11 or 12 HP. So... Then when that guy who who had taken 10 damage came back, and then you hurled some volley of eldritch nonsense at him. <laughs> but I didn't say anything. I, I wasn't going to tell you. I just pointed at him and started screaming. Like, ah! <laughs> so I'm just sitting there and going like, honestly, this guy could trip over and he's going to fucking die. He's got, at, he's got at most 2 HP left. The funniest thing was, though, he comes back in really sheepishly without his crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, yeah, mate. <laughs> he pulls his sword and kind of tries to sneak back into the fight. <laughs> I, I think I hit him with Eldritch Blast and he just kind of... I, I, I did like seven damage and that basically just made him explode. Because yeah. that was it. But yeah, so the other guys got whittled down by little bits of bits of attacks. And yeah, you early on in the fight, like a bunch of them were in, in one place. So you shattered them and just insta-killed like two of them. Yeah. I rolled really well. I was mm. quite surprised. You actually did well in combat for once. Because Nathan's not usually... Because like, I've got like minus one to my initiative, which is like... Nine. Um, I, I didn't. I didn't get hurt. Either. Yeah, um, I got hurt a lot. Yeah, they, that guy had such a, a hate boner for you. Yeah. But anyway, we did eventually take the guy down because he had a lot of life. Well, yeah, like I think we got very lucky because he botched like twice. Like yeah. towards the end, like he like he tried to hit you and dropped his weapon. Was that like, just like thank fuck? Were you rolling multiple ones there again, Matt? Yeah, he has two weapon attacks and he rolled a quit. A- a one on the first one, so he's like, okay. Well, he turns around, he, he goes and swings it the other way, and then rolled a one again on his second attack with the same weapon. I was like, okay. double critical fail on the same with the same <laughs> weapon attack. Okay, he's gonna, he's, he's caught it on something. Yeah. So uh, and you you weren't really hitting him. I, I, well, I was. I think I, I was gradually doing you, bits you, of damage, but it was it was everyone else hitting him over and over yeah. again. And you you started taking less damage as well once you actually started yeah. to rage. Because you got very, well, um, not like that. Yeah. That's a that's a gameplay thing. He didn't yeah. get really angry at the table. <laughs> yeah. So that's right. Yeah. The DM. <laughs> so I, I wasn't just going to pop my rage straight away because I was like, well, I don't know how how tough this guy is going to yeah. be. It might not yeah. be worth doing it. But then once I got half my uh, half my health taken off me in one turn, I was like, yeah, I probably should take this damage reduction thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but no, you eventually, you eventually got it. Yeah, like uh, when when he dropped his weapon, like I made a point to kick it away. <laughs> so I was like, I, I want that. And then I and then I think I actually managed to roll a crit. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah you, you took there. him down with a with a crit. He was only on about four or five health at this point or something, and you <laughs> critted him with your like double handed axe thing. <laughs> it's about sending a message, etc. Et Which I quite like because you asked me specifically, like, what did I do? Yeah, it's something that um, I've been watching some of a critical role, and it's something that Matt Mercer does on that one, who's the DM on that. And when they mm. take down like a Matt a, Mercer is a goddamn like someone person. who's took quite a while to kill. He'll if someone whoever gets the final hit, he'll ask them 
how that if they want to describe what how they do it. So yeah, and I Dude, thought it'd be I quite. It. Yeah, I think I, I, it's, it's it's really quite a nice touch. I think. Yeah, because especially because the way you explained it was so fucking awesome and cathartic. We were just yeah. like, "Fucking you, you bastard!" Yeah, it makes you feel. It makes you look, yeah, so I, I described it as like because what 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 I wanted to do was I was like, "I'm gonna hit. I want to hit him dead center of his head. Right I, I want to see how far I can get through cutting this guy in half." <laughs> That was my thought process. I want to know how far, like, how well this will go. That might sound horrific, but we were fighting him for a while, and he was a beast. We were done. Well, the thing is, he wasn't that bad. It was just that opening gambit was, was so fucking... damaging that I, it really. Yeah. He rolled well on that first one. He rolled almost max damage on like all of all three of his attacks in one round. Yeah. So, so it, if it, that had yeah. been anyone else in the party, we would have been saving against death. Oh, it would have killed like it, a couple. It, it would have killed probably a couple of us. I think. Well, how much? How much health does Nathan have? He has like uh, twenty-four. So yeah, that would have in in one turn he would have yeah. lost all his health. <laughs> that yeah. would have killed him. Yeah. Well, it would it would have he would have fallen unconscious. Fallen unconscious. Yeah. And been saving versus death. But yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I said yeah, strike him in the middle, and then and then uh, you, Matt, gave this wonderful description of like oh, it was good <laughs> of yeah, the, the axe just kind of burying deep into his skull, and like Talis, who was sitting behind, just sees this gets his, covered in this guy's blood, <laughs> like his head erupting, <laughs> and there being blades pointing out of his head where blades should not be. <laughs> And the guy kind of slumps down, and then like, and then I get he through falls the... back, and Talos has to move out the yeah. way. I get through the badass thing of then kicking him off the edge of my axe, and it was like, yeah, that that, that, that getting to describe the final blow does really make it feel oh, like good. more of a victory. Mm. And then I completely ruined it by leaning over to our wizard and going, "Hey, bet he imagined him as a door." <laughs> To which Johnny basically turns around and goes, now is not the fucking time. <laughs> turns around and like, says that while like putting his foot upon the guy's shoulder, pulling the axe out of his head. Yeah. yeah. And Nathan's like, that's fair. <laughs> okay. And then I go and do what I normally do after a battle, which is go and retrieve my hand axes from the corner of the room where they landed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, but I, was, I, did, yeah. I did rob the corpse and I found a nice key, so that's going to be fun. Mm. Uh, but that was that was all we... We'll be oh. finding some sexy lady goblins in the dungeon that we can come and, come and help out. Mm. But yeah, that was the that was the end of that little uh, yeah. that little uh, uh, adventure for that so, that day. Yeah, we've left it at the short rest. Yeah, yeah. So uh, hopefully, I'll be able to grow back some of the chunks that were cut out of me. <laughs> you, yeah, he he fucking hacked bits off you. Yeah, holy shit. So that that should be interesting, and yeah, we'll um, we'll go and hopefully try and get the book the next time we play, which. Uh, might be a few weeks now. So. Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, it's just, I think it's just over summer. People have got stuff going on and things. Yeah, I, mean, I hate yeah. adults where they have things to do that isn't D and D. It'd be good to get back onto the sort of regular every other week thing. That would be very, very, very good. Because mm. we only really had that for like the first couple of times. Yeah. Mm. But no, it's but, been going yeah. well. And speaking of like Critical Role and stuff, I've been watching Matt Colville on YouTube. Oh, okay. I recognise like, the name. Give me a reminder. He plays with Matt Mercer as well. Like I, I've just watched finished a video where Matt Mercer comes in and starts shouting at him. Okay, because he's he's a lot more severe of a DM than Matt Mercer okay, is. Okay, yep. Uh, he he doesn't give people as much uh, much quarter. <laughs> so like he he will actively taunt his players. That's okay. how he plays his games. Right, so like he's, he's he does like a thing about um when knowing when to retreat in in a fight, and he was like players don't ever want to retreat. But when they realise they need to, it's usually too late. Yeah. Mm. And he was like, so, you know, what I usually do is I'll outright taunt them. I'll be like, yeah, you know, you can run away. If you're cowards. 
And then Matt Mess comes and goes, you can't fucking do that! You can't taunt your players! What is wrong with you? And I'm just like, <laughs> I am so on Matt Colville's side here, I like it. Um, so let's, uh, let's wrap this thing up. Yes! So, thank you very much for listening, people. Thank you, and if you want to talk D&D, go for it, because I could talk about D&D all day. Well, how are they going to talk to us? They're not on the podcast. No, they're not. But they can leave comments that I can look at and go, eh, and then never reply to, because there's just too many comments for me to reply to. Stop leaving comments. <laughs> Don't leave that. Why are, you tell- why are you telling that? Yes, we want you to leave comments. Comments are helpful. they Okay, leave a comment about how you don't think leaving comments is a good idea. Email your comments to specifically Drumblebee at Snipe and Whip at Gmail. Specifically Drumblebee, A-T, not the at symbol, at Snipe and Whip Play at gmail.com. We'll deal with them appropriately then. Oh my god, okay, everyone, if you want to talk about D&D, email that email address and just shout at specifically Drumblebee at... Snipe and we play at gmail.com. <laughs> Is this one of those things that if we do actually make it, I have to put it in the description because <laughs> there's so many subtle variations of that yeah, that have been yeah, said throughout this. Yeah. No one will know what the real one is. Okay, so check the description for the email. Um, also, if you if you want to ask us questions or propose stupid fucking things for us to discuss, send it to that address as well. Okay. I, I think we could have maybe arranged such a thing in a slightly more <laughs> nah, sensible nah, nah. manner. But no. you know what? No. This is so us. It's completely in, incomprehensible and s- just us backwards. It's the worst way we could have done it. Which is how we do things. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Have a good day. Bye.